She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode and I'm so excited. We have Nicole Bergner and she's a certified functional medicine health coach. She's called the Gut Detox Coach and you all know I love to talk about the gut because I believe that is where everything rises and falls is in your gut. If you feel great, your gut's great. If you feel bad, it's probably a problem in your gut. So we're going to be talking about chronic health issues. We're going to be talking about what the root cause is, and we're going to be talking about detoxing and especially parasites. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you, Chantal. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. So let's talk about when you say parasites. I mean, that's such a big, you know, package there. You know, there's protozoa, there's worms, there's all kinds of different things. So kind of break it down into categories and when you're seeing people, where are you seeing like the most? Like if you said, okay, a huge majority of people that I'm seeing, they have this, or is it kind of spread out? Great question. So um, I'm going to break this down a little bit, but they can, parasites first, they can be seen by the naked eye or they can be microscopic. So sometimes people never see parasites when they start cleansing um, because they can live inside our cells. The larger ones, they tend to live outside of our cells. Um, but overall, they can be in the gut. Oftentimes, I see a lot come out of the gut. Um, that's where they love to be. But they can also be in the brain. They can be in the liver. They can be in the lungs. Truly anywhere. That can be muscles. That can be organs. That can be tissues. And we think a lot of people don't realize that they have parasites. Um, and so you are correct. That's a very It's a very large blanket term um, in terms of different infections. So I'm going to kind of review some of those. Um, there are certainly more than these. I always like to say, you know, these are repopulating very rapidly. Um, and so their genes are always changing. So we have parasites that we've never tested for because they're just rapidly changing and it's hard to keep up. Um, one of them, a lot of people are familiar with, you've heard it, are tapeworms. They're long, they're segmented, and most often they're in the small intestine or the gallbladder area. Um, typically, symptoms would include nausea, weight loss, um, appetite dysregulation, so people might not be hungry or they might be hungry all the time, um, and gallbladder issues. Again, these are just a few examples. Uh, when I have clients that detox those, sometimes they'll see what looks like rice in their stool, and not rice, it's actually tapeworm segments. What you really want to do is get the head out when you do um, a detox with tapeworms in the body. Um, another one, I'd say this is probably one of the most common, are roundworms. Uh, so a basic worm, these can be found in the gut, the liver, the lungs, the skin, um, muscle tissues. And again, they can cause some gut dysregulation, um, things like constipation, even diarrhea. Uh, appetite dysregulation. And then we get flukes. Now, flukes are short and flat. Um, I've seen ones that look furry and ones that look kind of like an old man. Sorry, guys, but just for reference. Um, and these can be found in the lungs. 
the liver, the blood, the gut, uh, and in the biliary area, so like the gallbladder area, typically and very commonly, this is another common one I see in clients who have um, gallbladder issues and they think, oh, I just need to support my gallbladder or I need to um, maybe get it removed. And that's not the problem. The problem is a dysfunctional gallbladder because you might have parasites in the gallbladder. You might have flukes, liver flukes that are affecting the gallbladder, that are affecting liver. And when you do things like a coffee enema, sometimes that can help um, push some out, but you really want to be very specific about targeting these parasites to rid the body. Um, but, but liver flukes are very short, very flat. Um, and then there are other ones, uh, hookworm, there's wickworm, there's pinworms, um, pinworms we see often in children and they have like an itchy rectum and you give them, typically you go to the doctor, you give them a pill and then the problem is solved. Um, pinworms, I see a lot too. So I, I guess the most common are flukes, brown worms, and then pinworms. Um, hookworms, whipworms, and tapeworms, they tend to lodge themselves into the gut more. And so it can be a little bit more difficult to get them out. So that might be why the frequency is lower, if that makes sense. I don't know about you guys, but I am stressed. And if you're feeling overwhelmed this holiday season, then I get it. With all the family get-togethers, it is just a relentless source of stress. But anyway, there is something that I've got called Stress Guardian, and it's actually made by Bioptimizers, the people who make the magnesium breakthrough, which I love, love, love. But anyway, they are literally made this new product. It has 14 adaptogenic herbs, and it just regulates your stress. I just actually took some right this second. And it's awesome. If you go to stressguardian.com slash waste away and put in waste away for 10% off your first order, it's stressguardian.com slash waste away. Go there now. Yeah. So let's just talk about the testing because I know that for a fact, um, you know, if you go to a GI doctor, I will tell you, I've personally gone to a GI doctor and they have done all kinds of stool testing and they've told me, no, you have no parasites every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you take like a GI map test, then it can show up. So talk about that of why is it that if you went to a regular doctor, they'd say, nope, there's no parasites. But then if you take a GI map test with a functional medicine doctor, the chance of you finding it is a lot greater. So I find that the the conventional tests, especially with parasites, are more obsolete. They're not all-encompassing, as all-encompassing as we can be, right? Like I said before, they're always reproducing. Um, I have I have kind of two sides. So I love functional medicine tests, but even they can be limiting. Um, because parasites, like I said, they can be in the brain, they can be in the liver, they can be in the lungs, they can be in the blood, and a stool test does not pick that up. Um, you can have gut parasites and have a stool test not pick them up. I, um, if it's something like Giardia, you know, or uh, I think like blastocystis, those those ones will show up. So those tests can be helpful, but when it comes to things like roundworms, tapeworms, I find that uh, you know flukes. I find that they don't show up. I've, I've just like you, 
Uh, and actually with a functional medicine doctor, variety of different ones, I've done different stool tests, a one day, another one day, and a three day test. Um, one of them might have been the GI map. And for those that may close your ears, I had a dead worm and I put it in the test and it came back negative. So um, I really lost my uh, the value that I held with with functional medicine stool tests for parasites. They can pick up things like candida. They can pick up, you know, different biomarkers and um, things that are really important. Wait, and that, that's that's awesome that you did that with the worm that you did. Did you do it with the functional side or with the regular side? Which side did you do? With the functional side. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, yeah. So well, well, here's one of my friends. She always does this, and actually, she did it on me, and I fell for it. She was like, "Okay, I'm going to show you the easiest way for you to tell if you can have parasites." She's like, "Okay, put your fingers right on your wrist. Do you feel a pull?" And I was like, mm. "Like I was having trouble finding my pulse." I was like, "No, I'm not feeling one." She's like, "She didn't tell you have a pulse," and I'm like, "Okay, this." And then she's like, "If you have a pulse." You have parasites, basically, is is kind of the joke that she said. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, you are actually a step ahead of me. So that was what I was going to say. The best test is the pulse test. If you can't catch it on your wrist, catch it on your neck. But um, this comes from Dr. Jay Davidson. So he produced uh, microbiome formulas, which is now solely cell core bio. Um, practitioners only have access to that. But he says, if you have a pulse, you have a parasite. And it's true. You know, you don't have to live in an underdeveloped country. You don't have to eat uh, or just eat raw meat. Like if you have raw vegetables, raw produce, if you live around um, homes with air vents, you know, if you talk to a person, if you touch public surfaces, like they are everywhere. And we are warm-blooded human beings. We're a large warm-blooded organism, if you will, where they can be parasitic too. So, um yeah, if you have a pulse, you have a parasite. That's where I'll leave that, I guess. Um, so for you, are you kind of like, okay, the best way, I mean, one of the suggestions that I think is the best way is for you to actually look at your stool and kind of see what's going on. So um, you can actually get like this from EXO. They have a really good strainer that literally sits on the top of the toilet. And when you poop, it just nicely, you know, puts your poop right there and you can actually evaluate it. So if someone wanted to look at their poop and kind of see some different things going on, how could they look at their poop and go, okay, you know, is this spaghetti that I ate last night or is this um, actually parasites? So you're talking once they're doing a parasite cleanse. Well, I'm just saying in general, like if someone wanted to just kind of look at their poop and say, let me evaluate what's going on here. Okay. Um, well, let me first say you likely will not find parasites in your stool if you're not actively parasite cleansing them because they're not just going to die and fall out. Um, one of the things is, I don't know if I had mentioned this yet, but we have a, a toxicity epidemic, which we'll talk about later. And so we have a parasitic epidemic and our our internal environment is hostile to us, but it is warm and cozy to them. And we have to make it hostile to them. So until that time happens, they're not going to want to leave. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, looking at your stool, I mean, we have the Bristol stool chart, 
right? And so it can go all the way from runny, like diarrhea, all the way to really small, hard stool, almost like deer stool for those familiar with how a deer poop. Um, and you want right in the middle. So ideally an S-shaped piece of stool, um, long, well-formed, not too hard, not too soft. That's ideal. Um, if you tend to run on the on the more liquidy side or the more um, hard side, I mean, there are different things that can go on. You know, coloration, um, you can interpret your stool based on coloration, consistency, and texture. Um, if it's harder, that's where I would say, well, magnesium deficiency might be an issue. And most of us are magnesium deficient because we just cannot get sufficient amounts. Um, if it's more runny, I mean, you could be having way too much fruit or way too much magnesium in the simpler um, in simpler terms. But usually there's gut dysbiosis and you want to get to the root of that. Parasites can cause constipation. They can cause diarrhea. They can cause a mix of the two. Um, so look for that S shape and, you know, evaluate in that way. Um, should be brown. If you have red stool, I mean, if either that's blood or that's something you ate. If you had beets, you're going to have red stool. You know, think about what you ate the day before um, or two days before. Hopefully you guys are pooping two to three times a day and hopefully um, your transit time is, I think it's usually like 12 to 36 hours is the normal range. Um, so depending on how often you go, that will affect the color of your stool. Um, something yellow, if you have maybe like Loading stool, that's a gallbladder issue. That means that you're not proce processing fat well. So unless it is a life or death situation, I never advise anyone to get a gallbladder removed. There are gallbladder flushes. Now there are um, ways to improve the functionality of your gallbladder, um, purging parasites from your gallbladder. When people get gallstones out, and I've had clients get thousands of gallstones out, if they dissect them, some of them have parasites in them. So it's just really fascinating, you know, where they can live, what they can do, how they can affect the body. I know I'm kind of going a little bit further, but. Um, no, and I just had a friend that had her gallbladder removed, and I'm so sad that I didn't find out that she did it until she posted something that said, I just got my gallbladder removed. And had I talked to her before then, I would have talked her out of getting that done because I think that people have gotten out of control and it's like gallbladder surgery, get it removed, get it removed, get it removed. And it's just 99% of those people don't actually need to get it removed. Talk about that for just a minute. Uh, yeah. I mean, with gallbladder, so let me know if I'm, if I'm talking in the right direction, but when you have gallbladder issues, you can do some diet changes, maybe lower fat while you're trying to address the issue so that you don't um, push the problem, right? If your gallbladder is struggling, it's not digesting fat, don't eat a ton of fat, right? Maybe lower your fat for that time. I find that diets have a specific place for a specific purpose. Um, but then look at things like, uh, so Tudka, T-U-D-C-A is a great supplement that can help with functionality. I'm not one to take supplements for the rest of my life or anyone's life. Um, I know it does depend, right? Your gallbladder's out. I'll talk about that. Um, there are certain supplements that can help um, but to get the functionality going, uh, Hudka can be helpful. Bitters can be helpful. So that could be apple cider vinegar. That could be actual bitters that you can take before a meal to stimulate the gallbladder. Um, things to help with detox, castor oil packs, you know, on your liver and your gallbladder. Um, that's one tool that I love using. Coffee enemas. I love that as well. 
But then there is the, I guess you would say creme de la creme gallbladder flush, and that is whole Clark's gallbladder flush. And this is a specific diet for a day or two, and you are low fat, um, or no fat, I'm sorry, no fat. So you're getting the pressure building up on the gallbladder. And then at the end of the night, you take a grape juice and uh, grapefruit juice and olive oil tincture, not tincture, I'm sorry, combination, uh, like half a cup to half a cup. You drink that with a few supplements that she recommends, and you're basically pushing out hundreds of gallstones. And so doing this periodically, you really clean your gallbladder out. Um, but again, you want to get the functionality going as well. So if there's parasites, you want to make sure you're clearing the parasites out. Um, I believe that the body was made to heal. That's how God created us. But we have so many toxins and, and bugs and infections that it's not. If you have a finger cut and you put a little pebble in there, it's not going to get better. I don't care what high-grade essential oil you put on it, what ointment, what Band-Aid, whatever you do to that, until you take that out before an object, it's not going to get better. And that's what I believe it's happening with the body. We have all these foreign objects, toxins, bugs. And once we've removed that, functionality returns. You guys, I'm so excited. We are doing a free masterclass for you. It's actually on nontoxicfamily.com slash masterclass. That's nontoxicfamily.com slash masterclass. And it's going to be all about how to get rid of your gut infections, how to get rid of parasites. If you have painful digestion, if you're suffering from poor sleep, if you've got constant exhaustion, massive joint pain, or skin issues, then you need to get rid of the parasites that are holding your body hostage. I'm going to tell you right now, you're thinking, I don't really have parasites. I don't have parasites. Yes, you do. I have Crystal with me. Crystal, tell them your joke. Yeah. If you have a pulse, then you have a parasite or more. And the thing about parasites is they're sneaky. And even if they came back negative on a stool test that you did before, that doesn't matter. They can still be present. And so on this masterclass, we're going to teach you all the tips and tricks that you might have heard of but didn't know how to use, like diatomaceous earth, pumpkin seed protocols, garlic and berberine and black walnut, because you can't do all of these things, but you need to select a few that work for you. So we're going to go through all of that in this masterclass. All right. And my son created a new site. It's called Non-Toxic Family. And if you're not following, go to nontoxicfamilynow.com or on Facebook, go to Non-Toxic Family. You'll see my son. He does all these great videos on how to be healthy. They're really great. And we actually put the free masterclass on this site. So it's nontoxicfamily.com slash masterclass and sign up for free. Look forward to seeing you guys. So good. And yeah, as far as the gallbladder flush, I have been wanting to do one and I haven't done it yet, but I do like Dr. Holden-Bark's um, one that she says, and like you said, in the morning you have something like fruit, something that has no um, no fat at all. Um, and then like around two o'clock you take, I think it's like Epsom salt and like some, like three cups of water and then um, you also take, like, you have to get the Epsom salts that are food grade. Yeah. Epsom salts is yeah. really important. And then you do it again, like, like at two o'clock and then you take it at like six o'clock and then you take like olive oil and grapefruit. Do you, do you remember the, I, that's all I remember of it. Yeah. I I'll put the recipe in the, my website. 
Ah, yeah, I believe it's four tablespoons of um, four tablespoons of Epsom salts to three cups of water, and you take three quarter cup at two, three quarter cup at six, um, and then the following morning, eight a.m. and ten a.m. So you're doing a little bit of a fast, but you're drinking half a cup of olive oil, so you're not hungry. <laughs> um, with the grapefruit juice. Some people do lemon juice because there are some people on medications where they can't do grapefruit. So lemon juice is just as great. Mm-hmm. But they take the lemon juice, grapefruit juice at night. And um, I really would, I would link to her website or... Um, yeah, I have it. I have it on my website actually awesome. at com slash liver flush. So I'll put everyone, um, I'll send the link in there, but it's just Chantal Ray dot com slash liver flush but it's a really good thing to do and i've been i keep saying i'm gonna do it and i don't know why but i haven't done it i'm just gonna i'm literally gonna make it happen accountability <laughs> you know you've got my information so just text me and say okay yeah. i'll do it let me do it yeah we'll do it together i love it okay so now let's talk about i want to talk about because a lot of people try different things and then they just get, then they feel terrible. So, you know, one of the things that's really real with with doing this is that you you can feel worse before you get better if you don't do the right uh, timing of everything and do too much. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So that's called the Herxheimer reaction. And essentially the toxins that are released from the infections you're trying to kill are actually worse than the infections themselves. So this is where you incorporate things like binders. Um, There's two very important aspects to parasite cleansing when you are parasite cleansing. One of them is drainage and one of them is detox and that involves binders. So first drainage, that is the first and foremost important thing to take care of. And what I mean by that is make sure you are peeing sufficiently. So drink a lot of water, add some lemon juice, um, you know, that helps with the mild, mild detox. Make sure you're pooping enough two to three times per day. Um, this looks so different for everyone that, you know, it might just be add a little bit more fiber, get gluten out of your diet. You know, some people are constipated because of a food that they're eating. Um, that is a Franken food. I like to say gluten is a Franken food for us here. Um, or, you know, add the magnesium, magnesium citrate, like natural calm. That's an option. You can take that at night. That can help if your uh, bowels going a bit more, but make sure you're pooping sufficiently. Uh, then exercise. So, our so are- let's talk about let's talk about the pooping because right now we have a lot of people listening who are doing extended fasting, which I am a fan of fasting, but it also can affect you pooping properly. Um, I can say I don't know when very many people have done as much fasting as I have in my life, and I will tell you the one thing that fasting does not help you with is. Um, mobility in pooping like it just doesn't and so I don't care because I I I know that for me I've had such a problem with it and I've done enough fasting to you know (laughs) kill somebody so basically I know that it does not help heal your the way that you go poop basically it does not help with constipation fasting does not um, it can help heal your gut in different areas and kind of fix some things in your microbiome, but it still, it actually does not help with constipation. So what are some things that you see that does help with constipation? So basics, 
diet changes, magnesium, um, increasing magnesium. Magnesium glycinate is the best well-absorbed, but in terms of bowel movement, magnesium citrate, I find, can be more helpful um, and quicker because magnesium can take a little bit of time to work when it's in the glycinate form. That's a chelated version. Um, and in my opinion, one of the best form forms of magnesium. So after you get the diet, the hydration, you know, movement, like all the basic stuff we hear from the doctor honed in, then you want to look um, deeper. And this this takes time, right? Quick fix could be the magnesium, could be a coffee enema, could be a castor oil pack, um, a laxative. I'm not a fan of those, especially long-term. You'll see Cascara Sagrada. Um, you'll see Senna. It's very habit-forming. Um, you know, aloe, these things can be helpful, but long-term, it's not the solution. So there are, there are two things that you're looking at, and one is mobility, and one is softness of the stool. Softness of the stool is typically hydration, magnesium, diet. Okay, that's taken care of. That's easy. But then, and, and if you have diarrhea, because I really some people have diarrhea, maybe add more fiber. Um, Heather's tummy fiber, acacia fiber, that that is excellent for bloat, can be for constipation, can be for diarrhea. So that's something really useful. Guys, I just want to interrupt for just a second, and I want you to hear Paul Saladino talk about why liver is so important. And if you don't like liver, we have another option for you. Your ancestors were eating liver. And the reason that this sort of wisdom has been passed out is because liver is very nutritious. It's basically nature's multivitamin. If you look at the nutrients in meat, they're great. You've got zinc, you got B6, you got B12, you got some K2. But if you look at liver, it really complements what's in muscle meat. There are many unique nutrients found in organs, specifically liver as a powerhouse of these. They're difficult to obtain outside of liver. Like meat and organs are like peanut butter and jelly. They just go together. They're supposed to be eaten together. The easiest way to eat liver is just to do it raw. If you don't want to eat liver raw, you can cook it. But the reason that I like to do it raw is because there are unique nutrients in liver that are probably somewhat degraded when you cook the liver. This really is like the most nutrient-rich supplements that you can find. And they are amazing. I have tried them. I absolutely love them. So just go to heartandsoil.cs, use the coupon code Chantal Ray, and save you some money there. <laughs> Say that again. It says uh, Heather's tummy fiber. Is that what you just said? Heather's tummy fiber. It's a form of um, fiber that I find really helps a lot of my clients with low constipation or diarrhea. Again, there's no panacea, but um, the right kind of fiber can can really do the body some good. Um, so that's one thing. It could also be uh, so thyroid is affected especially women here in the United States. We have a higher prevalence of hypothyroidism in women. One of the issues is iodine is deficient in our diets, but we're, we're surrounded by chlorine, fluoride, and bromide, which are halogens. These halogens bind to the thyroid. They bind to the iodine receptors all throughout the body. And we're still experiencing, well, we're experiencing thyroid issues. So when you do, there's a very specific protocol for this. Again, it takes time. But when you megadose iodine, that can help with healing the thyroid. Now, that comes in conjunction. I, I can't say that enough. I've actually, go to ChantelRayway.com slash iodine, and I'm going to show you. I talk a little bit about this and what you need to do for your iodine. But I've been doing more um, iodine myself, and it has made a huge difference for me. So I, I'm so glad that you said that. Keep going. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And you might already know this, but look into the copper protocol. So 
I could not increase my iodine until iodine until I increased my copper and cofactors. Um, this is a huge conversation for another time that I'm I'm still learning myself. But um, the copper protocol by Jason, might be Jason Hummel, H-U-M-M-E-L. Um, he actually sells a book on Amazon and he has some free resources online if you join his Facebook group. But copper and iodine go hand in hand. These are some very powerful healing modalities and very inexpensive, which I love. Um, so that's another thing. And then there's, so these are guys, for those who are health gurus, for those who want to learn more, these are excellent topics to research. Um, another one is the thymine protocol. So, um, EO nutrition, he has a lot of resources on, on thiamine. So B1, um, and mega dosing that. And he has shown that this helps with a lot of gut dysfunction. So, like constipation, diarrhea, people with chronic SIBO and they cannot get rid of it. B1 deficiency is oftentimes the root reason why they can't. And there are cofactors to take these with these. You know, please don't just shoot down iodine or shoot down copper or shoot down B1, even in small doses. Make sure you know what you're doing because you can hurt yourself with things that are meant to be tools and essentially medicines. So, um, and thiamine and vitamin B1 are the same thing, correct? Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that someone listening to that, when you're hearing like thiamine or B1, those are actually the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And always, as you guys know, make sure you get a high absorbable form um, free of too many process, you know, additives and things like that. But yeah. Um. So... I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that copper. It's funny because for me, and I'm telling you guys, I did in, in a couple episodes, if you go back about the copper and fatigue cure, um, you have to be really careful with copper because it does make you nauseous. You have to take copper with food, number one. But number two, um, my, my iron and my ferritin, if you look on my blood test, Every single time they are low. And the only way for me to get them up is by me taking copper. And this one guy that we had on our podcast, you guys have to go back and research it. He was like, I'm telling you, if you take copper, your your iron will magically go up. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. You know, you don't know. So I took the copper and heck, if it did not go up, my it's the only thing I've ever done. I mean, I've taken this, I've taken that. Um, also a liver supplement. I, um, will tell you guys, there's the two things. If your iron is low, my suggestion is for you to take copper. And then there's also, if you go to chantalrayway.com slash liver, um, basically it will be a great way for you to, it's basically like, it's called, um, it's like liver in a bottle. So you don't have to actually take liver, but it has, and it's grass fed and all of that. So go check that out um, is another way for you to get your stuff right on track. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Um, no, no, no. knew this, but copper. So when you get nauseous, uh, Jason actually says to take it with dairy, which I know some people have dairy issues, which is another parasite, um, can be a parasite problem, but you're detoxing fluoride and detoxing the fluoride. Like people have, 
I've seen on this protocol, taking the copper, you actually throw up because you are detoxing the fluoride. So, wow. Yeah, nauseous. What is the guy's name that you said that, that talks about this? I believe his name is Jason Hummel, um, the copper okay. protocol. Okay, awesome. Well, this has been amazing. I'd love to, we're out of time, but I'd love to have you come back on if you would, because I feel like I have so much more that I'd love to ask you. Um, but for now, tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Thank you. Yeah. So you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram at the gut detox coach, or you can find me on the gut detox coach.com. And I'm pretty open. You guys can private message me, direct message me. Um, but I have a lot of content that I try to share just teach about how to help the body to heal from IBF and other chronic health issues. So, Man, I love that. Well, thank you so much for all that you do and trying to help people take their health to the next level. I really appreciate you, Nicole. And you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.